What up, world? And welcome back to another episode of the Amera Podcast. Episode 173. We have special guest with us in the house tonight, Jordan Scruggs, old time member. Welcome back. How are you this Hi. evening? The Rev. So happy to be here. I'm happy to have it's you. It's the here. best time. Mm-hmm. Oh, thank you. Only you're only here for joyous things, Jordan. We only bring you on for the best, most positive things. Uh, right? Okay. Well, that makes the world seem very dark. <laughs> That's because it is. <laughs> That's because is have so you listened dark. to our podcast? <laughs> the world is so dark. It's awesome. It's really great. More vodka. We're not here to talk about the things that are fun. We're here to talk about things that are important. And it's not. Ooh. Put that on a t-shirt. Yeah, it's not fun. It's pretty dirty sometimes, actually. Uh, not here for a good time. As I watch my Facebook followers drop off week by week. <laughs> real. Real talk. <laughs> that feels like another conversation. <laughs> Save it for the tech talk. We also have with us the most of the original crew. We have our... And Jordan Scruggs, by the way, I'd like to say is our... Let's refer to her as our East Coast correspondent. Indeed. Mm. Yes, mm-hmm. indeed. Mm-hmm. And we'll we'll uh, jump all the way to the West Coast to Tyler Grillo, our West Coast correspondent. How are you this evening? Doing well, coast to coast, baby. Um, and always uh, a pleasure to be on with the Reverend. So yeah, I'm excited. Wow. Excited to be here. <laughs> Hope pulling out the OG nickname. <laughs> yeah, the OG nickname. You know, nobody calls me that anymore, except. Actually, that's not true. I'm going to say that because, again, decontextualized. Can't say it. <laughs> nope, not for public, not for public consumption. For Jordan, you're the reverend on this podcast. We on live in the podcast. area of five second clips on on you know 24 hour news cycles. Everything is out of context. Uh, as we is live out of context. context. I can't. I can't say. But I would. Never mind. Just gonna stop talking. Shh, that's a good, deep, important point. Deep cut. Deep cut. Also with us, important point, Anderson. John Anderson, our Denver Metro correspondent. How are you this evening? Pump for the TED Talk. Let's go. Yeah. Yeah, this... It's happening. Tech Talk. What are these days? Today, <laughs> baby. Surprise. It's going to be JK. It's going to be the best climax no, ever. Mm, I don't we know. have pretty good we have, climaxes, um, which really is related to our subject. <laughs> Sorry, well, I walked on your transition. Yeah, come on. I tried so hard. Um, about orgasms, everybody. That's what he was talking about. Yeah, I was about, making an orgasm joke. wasn't but, clear. But wait, host, who are you? And I'm your host, Blake Mannion. Happy to be here. And tonight, my beverage of choice is the White Russian. Mm, oh, bl- very appropriate. Balake, middle name, quote unquote, White Russian. <laughs> I like that. That's, that's nice. <laughs> So the white Russian guardrails are up. You've been warned. The dude guardrails. Is the, the white Russian also an uppity bitch? Yeah, it is a pretty uppity drink. It's true. It's it? true. I don't know. Well, I did yeah. make, uh, so I didn't have any of the proper mixture, so I had to create it myself from scratch. So the coffee is half-calf. Did you, like, milk a cow? Half-calf. Yeah. yeah. Wow. <laughs> I do appreciate half calf anything because I like sleep. Sleep's important. Sleep's important. But I mean, I would love to play. I would love to play a game, uh, you know, like the White Russian, like you do with like the Big Lebowski game, where it's like, you know, every time, every time that a uh, Supreme Court justice lies about something that they said to you that they were gonna, they were not gonna do, but then they did do, uh, you have to finish your White Russian and smoke a joint. I think I'd be a little more prepared for uh, a for life if I played. Tyler, you mean if they lied under? Questioning under oath to Congress? Yes. Is yes. that what you're talking about? Because that kind of feels like a big deal. It does I don't know like how this like deal. whole Congress thing works, but it feels important. It also feels like a big deal for someone who is a judge who is supposed to respect and uphold the rule of law and processes of the law, including what, so telling weird. the truth under oath. Yeah, you would think that that might be Has anyone thing. checked in with Susan Collins about this? Because she must be very concerned. <laughs> but I, I know that if we were to uh, pursue this rule, the majority of America would be wasted and... We'd probably be able to finance Russia with our vodka consumption. That might, that may or may not be. get French vodka. Oh, don't yeah, French don't vodka. like Canadians make vodka too. Let's just 
annex them and take their vodka. That's got to be a thing. Spirits are, spirits are weird, you know? Like, you can't call It's all much bullshit. Yeah. I saw an advertisement the other day that they were like, here's some vodka made from grapes. I'm like, that's called fucking grappa. <laughs> that's not... Like, but they were... They, were, they like, exactly. labeled it vodka because nobody wants to drink grappa. And I was like, this is dumb. We're growing a lot of potatoes right now. Anyways, what has happened recently that's really important? Blake, do you remember? Call me. Wait, I know. Oh, John. John, Wait, John, John, John raised his hand. He wants to know. The Supreme Court has decided that they're just saying, fuck it. Like, they're just doing it. They're just fucking going for it right now. Just like yeah. Tyler tried to go for it with that transition. <laughs> yeah, you know. Mine was way better. Mine was way more fun. I, what's not fun is overturning uh, Roe versus Wade yeah. and infringing on everybody who has wombs' uh, bodies. So now um, over 50% of American women don't have access or full access or have threatened access to abortion. Uh, it's a big, huge problem for a whole host of reasons, not limited to it's a, 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 a way to treat illnesses. So there's going to be a lot of women who die from this. So, and the other thing that's important to note here is that this is a domino that's going to lead to a lot of other dominoes falling. As our buddy Clarence Thomas pointed out in his concurring opinion, he, he, uh, Obergefeld, which is the same sex marriage case is, uh, in jeopardy now. Um, another thing that's really important about this is, Roe is about privacy. It's not about abortion. The results... That is so right. The result of Roe is about abortion. Now, when we're all very concerned because we're walking around with spy devices in our pockets and we have a governing document that was made in 240 years ago or whatever... This becomes a huge, giant problem because we have essentially lost a major cornerstone of privacy in this country. And with technology, that becomes incredibly dangerous. So, you know, one thing to kind of put it into context, a lot of people were saying immediately delete any app that you have for period uh, tracking immediately delete all of it, get all of your data out of there because you don't know how that data is going to be used by the state. That's fucking Orwellian. And that's not good for anybody. Like, I I think that we can all agree that that is not a country that we want to live in. And so the result of this is going to be incredibly dramatic and it's going to be, it's going to be a problem. Going to be a problem. The understatement of the year. Right. Yeah. And already a problem, right? There was like a 10 year old girl who was denied abortion in, I forget which state it was. And I she think it was to, Ohio. Was it Ohio? Ohio. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. it was she an was opportunity. Pregnant. Yeah. She was pregnant due to, uh, because of rape um, and she had to go out of state. Right. And today, uh, Biden signed an executive order. Um, that said that um, they, that state basically protecting federally, that this is my understanding. Maybe there's more to it, but the main, but the main thing was that federally, like you can travel to another state to get uh, an abortion because there was talk about criminalized states criminalizing yeah. um, people going to other states. For Polis abortions. did, Polis did the same thing mm-hmm. um, for right. Colorado. That was basically like we won't cooperate with any state right. asking yeah. us to <clears throat> extradite yeah. people or whatever. Yeah. Fuck California off. too, and California's moving to make. Um, it, and there's already been an influx of a bunch of uh, pregnant people into California. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know what's a really interesting idea that I think I saw AOC float was um, abortion clinics on federal ground, federal land Ooh, on, like that. Uh, in states that have banned it. One thing I think I want to make a point on and – you know, it sounds like Biden's getting a little bit more aggressive, but like fucking gloves off on this. This is not something that this is the reason why you fight. Like you you don't save your ammunition for the next fight. This is the fight. This is the fight. Yeah, the and so like, let's go. Let's do some aggressive action. Like, you, OK, you want to, you know, we have these trigger laws that immediately put abortion at risk in these states. Great. It's federally protected. And we're going to we're going to you know, support that. Um, it is, it is time to get a Let's reform the court too. fuck off. It's time. Like it is time to take aggressive action here. 
This happened literally the day after we recorded the last podcast. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Terrible timing. And the last podcast, we were talking about the New York gun uh, law that the Supreme Court, I think, removed or said was unlawful. Yeah. Yeah. Blew me away the next day seeing this on the news. Well, Jordan, what were you thinking when you, I mean, being a woman and also living in the, you're in New York, right? Yeah. I mean, I am in New York. Yeah. So you were, I don't know, were you expecting, like, what were your thoughts when all this happened? I, you know, to be honest, as far, as far as the New York ruling goes, I mean, I, it's like, especially in the wake of like Uvalde um, and even the ones that happened on the fourth, there were two of them. Yeah. I mean, and and this is, this was just sort of like, you know, John actually, like, I think you said this after, after, um, the shooting in Connecticut and it just keeps coming back. I think we've even talked about this before on the podcast, maybe. Um, I think you mentioned this on the podcast last time. I'm pretty sure we've talked about this on the podcast before, but it's, it like, it always comes back, especially now that I have a kid, right? Like you're like, you're right to have a certain kind of weapon in your home does not trump the right of my child to grow up. And when it comes to something, you know, that I think what's so frustrating to me too about the Supreme court is that there's on the one hand, you know, the Supreme court wants to say like, Oh, well, we need to return, you know, we need to return the right of um, decisions about, um, women's health care and abortion to the states, right? Like that's their that's their position. Like we're going to turn this right to the states, and then um, in the same breath, they want to rule on something related to gun control and take rights away from a particular state to be able to do something, um, which arguably is also about the right to life, right? I mean, when you see like the the number of homicides that are linked to uh, to, to gun violence, right? Um, so. I don't understand the sort of inconsistency and application between what is and something that's federally protected versus what should be a state's right when it comes to protecting people born or unborn, right? So you can't have it both ways. As conservatives used to say, they're legislating from the bench. It's not consistent. It's that they want policy outcomes that they're right. seeking. And that's not their fucking jobs. Their jobs are to, as Roberts, I believe it was Robert said, call balls and strikes. They're very obviously not doing that anymore. And so the court is in dire need of reform. We, we, we cannot have a functioning court that is not seen by the American public to call balls and strikes. So fucking let's go. Yeah. I was like the day that the ruling came and you know, I think partly it was just taking care of my, cause it was like, we know these, like the ruling was coming, you know, but I didn't track the day partly probably because for my own mental health. Um, but, uh, I was, I was like when I, when the leak happened, I didn't, I was like, like, oh, this is fucked, but I didn't like, um, I didn't have like a visceral reaction, but then like when it like actually happened on that Friday, I like just like viscerally just felt so livid. So, I was so mad. So mad. And and yeah. I think, you know, that energy can be translated into action. And um there's I mean, the midterms, for example, um, are gonna be are huge, right? Because depending on how the midterms come out is going to determine whether or not the federal government is able to codify Roe into law um, and uh, or write something like something like Roe. And and we're looking at something larger, which, you know, we don't need to get into right in this moment, perhaps for later time. Um, But also we're looking forward into the presidential election in 2024, depending on what happens at local uh, local and state levels. So um, and the and the court. When we talk about reforming the court, there's a lot of different things. Uh, I think that it's it's high time for uh, term limits. Um, makes sense. It's it's high time for. I mean, do we? Add, I don't know if you add or take away seats, but the threat of doing so because didn't was it around FDR, FDR threatened FDR, it, and then yeah. everybody freaked the fuck out, and then the Supreme Court kind of got in line. See, so, so like Biden, come on, come on, buddy. Yeah, I think it's, I think I am squeamish about expanding the court because then I think it just becomes a spiral 
we're yeah. gonna end up with 55 fucking justices in 20 years or whatever um but i'm open to it uh it it, it is we keep on bringing knives to gunfights and we got to stop doing that like yeah. it is it is it is time to fight back on this and and this is i've also been thinking about jordan did you read cast i have not read cast I know you, would, you recommended it. I feel like I need like to, I it. feel like a Yeah, you should read it. Should read I've been it. thinking a lot about that and like I think ultimately this and our next subject come down to a question of power. Like that's the real most basic unit we're dealing with here. Yeah. And I think that has a lot to do with like our racial history and things like that. There was the lady who introduced Trump, uh, an Arizona rally right afterwards and said, this is a, a win for white life. Right. You know, I like, this is about power ultimately. Yeah. And the tough thing about that is you cannot fight power with like laws and rules yeah. and things like that yeah. because power doesn't give a shit and so that's where we're at right now in this country yeah. and it's um it it's 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 bad like i said there's there's also the element you know of um power in well i mean voting although with the gerrymandering and the supreme court ruling that came in around that not necessarily but right like populace right how many people do you have at a certain level even if that is the type of people who will get it will you know fight for you should it come down to that um right but but abortion laws i mean if you go back to like well where did the, when did this become a thing and the idea that they were like well like you know like this has been important since the beginning of our country no it fucking wasn't shut up no no it's not it's not talk about not something not being in the constitution like go fuck yourself um yeah. uh and uh so that whole thing but like where does this come from well this whole narrative this whole narrative comes from christianity all of it, right? Like, if you go real back, it comes from Catholicism, right? But evangelicals then also have adopted this 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 narrative, right? Around, and there's two things, right? Why did Catholicism do it, and why did it get picked up by evangelicals and then eventually picked up by the Republican Party? Uh, there's a few things. One, num sheer numbers, right? Catholicism was into like we need more people who are like us. So if we outlaw this, there will be more of them. That's one. Capitalism loves it because it's more workers. That's really really comes down to are the are are this the middle and upper middle and elite people not going to get abortions? Oh, they're still going to find ways to fucking get abortions. That's going to be probably what's going to be happening is working people are not going to be able to get abortions. Working and poor people, there's yes. more of those people and it's going to increase, it's going to amplify problems of poverty. That's what's going on. And then also, you know, there's just like, honestly, it's just like sky daddy's telling you what to do. Like, these are hard <laughs> questions. Like what is life? What is death? Like these are intense. Like when, what is, when there's a medical issue, how and individuals should each have the ability to make that problem. But you know, some people really like sky daddy to just tell them what to do in life. And you know, I think if you want sky it, and back to your point, John, this is where for me, it comes back together. It's like when it's like, it's time to like play hardball and like take off the glove. It's like, okay, well, if you want you, if you want like authoritative daddy to tell you what to do, the, do the Democrats need to be authoritative daddy and shut it all down? Does that make you feel better? Like, you know, because Democrats continue trying to engage in the conversation and it's like, people don't want that. They want fucking daddy to tell them. What well, to Tyler, do. hold on yeah. on the, on the uh, capitalism angle, it wouldn't, wouldn't capitalism, isn't this bad for capitalism? Right. Don't you, no, this don't you, for capitalism. don't, but we're, we're, you're like kind of like cutting out a whole market though. Aren't you? What, what do you mean, cutting on market accessibility oh, to abortions? to yeah, but, abortions but and 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 pills and abortions are not a money maker. Drop in the bucket. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Drop in the bucket. Abortions are not a money maker. A lot of the you know, like Planned Parenthood, all of that. You're those are those are services that are like also like medic. Uh, you know, a lot of them are covered um, in a lot of states, at least abortion, and, and not in some, but in others where they're legal, they're covered by health insurance. Well, but no, um, but just because it's covered by health insurance doesn't mean it's not getting like there's still money covering that cost like pharmaceuticals are still making a dime on that i i don't know what it, it is it, in relation to the rest of the drugs in the market do you know how much money it costs to have a baby Same yeah shit. well I, we were talking about this last time just to raise a kid it's what a quarter of a million dollars by the time they're 18 yeah and all of that goes into the system of capitalism right like we want more people to consume and we want more people this to is work true. we want more workers yeah. and we want more consumers so the waltons need cashiers man yeah. like and yeah, yeah, yeah. and they need people there to buy the shit from the cashier the, you, like there's replacement level 
right? Which is a concept of yeah, we need 2.1 babies per woman in this country in order to have a sustainable uh, population. And part of that is so that the, 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 the new generation can pay for the older generation to live. Mm-hmm. And so like we have dropped below replacement level as a country with births. The reason that we are above replacement level is immigration. And so there's a bunch of conservatives, quote unquote, and Republicans freaking out because they're like, White people are being replaced by brown no, people. people. That's like where that whole narrative come from, exactly. Yeah, from. Exactly. Right? And so yeah. we have to have white people are having more abortions than brown people. And so we have to stop white people from having abortions or at least poor white people from having abortions so that we continue to perpetuate Western society. Well, you know, something that something that's sort of like come up for me over and over again, and, and you know, this is as somebody who comes uh, from a conservative Christian background, right? So, like, mm-hmm. I grew up sort of steeped in a culture where like abortion was always wrong, right? Um, maybe not necessarily in cases of rape or incest, right? Um, or if there was a small child, like I think that, you know, most of the people in my circle growing up, if that if that had been a situation, that would have that would have been like wow, like that's, that's a really tough gray area. Right. Um, Mm -hmm. but some, something that I've been thinking about a lot is, uh, so, okay. So I, I think, I think the issue of abortion really underlines how much we devalue the contributions that women make, um, to their communities and, uh, and to our country, even to the economy. Right. Because there's this idea, okay, so let, you know, let's say like, I, I can remember like an argument making sense to me. Okay, so like if a woman is pregnant, right, and the fetus, it's either the woman, either the woman or her child will, will survive, right, but not both. Um, you know, what 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 do you do? And, the, and the, the position in our sort of like more conservative Christian community is that, um it is the woman's sort of obligation, right, to sacrifice her life for her child, and that like feeds into like the, the sort of the sort of Christian narrative, right, of like self sacrifice. And as I've like sort of moved away from that community and grown into my own sort of appreciation for the contributions that I can make and how I can be an asset to my community, it it just I still, I, I'm having trouble sort of wrapping my mind around the idea that, at least now, that the living person, you know, with with history, connections, relationships, um, assets, contributions, has less value than a fetus, right? That like the life, the life of an existing person, because they're a woman and because they can bear a child is somehow less valuable than the sort of half person that their body is nurturing. And, and that to me at this point is sort of offensive, right? That like, what you mean? Like I, I am not as important as this thing that's growing inside of me. And it really is like, it's like having like an alien inside of you, right? Like, like nurturing this, (laughs) this tiny, like, uh, it's in case you know, like, Jordan's also a mother, so she knows what right, she's talking about. Right, right. Yeah. So you, like, you have, like, a larval human inside of you. <laughs> like, this is basically <laughs> it. They, like, suck all the energy out of you. And that's not to say, like, I love my child, right? Like, and I, I don't know that personally I could ever go through with an abortion. Um, it, you know, I, I will say this. Okay, if if I knew that it was going to take my life, right, um, or if my child was going to suffer, or both, Right. Whoever, like if I were, if I were pregnant, I would not hesitate to have an abortion because I value myself and I value the relationships that I have to other people and how I contribute to other people. Right. I don't know that I could do it just because I, I was like, you know, I'm not in a position to have another child. That's not something that I would personally be able to do, but you know what? Like that is my choice. And that's the whole thing. Everybody's like, oh, my body, my choice, my body. Blah, blah, blah. I hear a lot of Republicans right now being like, well, you know, vaccines, like my body, my choice, blah, blah, blah. But it's bullshit. Right. Like this is this is about like having an attachment to an ethical or moral issue that directly impacts not only your body, but the rest of your life and no one else's. Right. If you decide not to get a vaccine, 
Like if you decide not to be vaccinated against COVID and you get sick and you get someone else sick, that's not your body, your choice, right? That's your body and their body and your choice and not their choice, right? Like those are two completely different things. And so I, I just, I know I'm sort of rambling at this point, but I, I, I have just like such a deep emotional attachment to, to the idea that, you know, a, a woman is not more valuable than the life that she nurtures inside of her. I think that that's, that speaks like the process you just went through is something that's really important. Like I've never been faced before personally with a choice of having to have an abortion, a partner have an abortion, but I don't know what I would do, honest to God, especially now that I could support a child, right? Like the, uh, to me, the moral question is a very difficult one. And I think we should honor that. Like I, and I think that reasonable people can totally disagree about the morality of that. But the point is, is that we get to do that ourselves with the people around us who we trust. It's a really, and, and so the pro-choice position is the conservative position. It's something that makes me bananas about this because I think it's somewhere where we can all come together on it. Like, I think that there is some ground there to say, like, we all ultimately struggle with this. It's not an easy decision for anybody. Nobody is pro-abortion. People are pro trying to make the best moral choice they can. And Jordan, like, I think you make a, a good point about the, the, like, who do we value and why, what is, what does your daughter do if you go, right? If like, I'm not there, what is, she has one mom. Yeah. Like what, yep. what does that do to the value of her life? What does that do to the value right. of your husband's life? And so right. do, does that, and then what does that do you do to the potential for your child who has now been birthed right. to n- no mother? And right. so like, that's hard. We don't have the quote unquote right answer to that. There isn't a right answer to right. that. That's right. Like that's, that's right. why philosophy exists. Not- right. Yes. And so what we need to do is be able to do that ourselves, right? Like we need to be able to go through that process. And that is the point of living in a democracy. That's the point of living in a place where we all are able to govern ourselves. It's the small C conservative position. And I, this is the place where we all have to come together and say, this is not a governmental thing. This is a moral thing. And we got to, we got to separate those two things. It's really, really important that we do so. Yeah, it's like, and it's like, you talk about like the cult of individualism and all of that, that is like an issue in so many ways. But what is more individual than, than empowering people with the, with the individual choice in these situations, right? Like yeah. you're not giving that up. You're, you're in like, again, like John, it's a really good point. Like this is the concern. It's the conservative argument to say you, every individual should have their choice on this. Right? Government should not be involved in this decision. Yeah. Government. This is a, this, exactly. Exactly. S- some right. people are going to want to talk to their church. Some people are going to want to talk to their friends. Some people are going to want to talk to their family. Some people are going to walk to want to talk to nobody. Like, Every, every woman should have that choice to go out and make that decision with whatever community she decides to include in that. And it should be a hard, it should be hard. Like, and everybody, I think everybody takes that seriously, but it should be something that we all allow each other to do. It's a, it's a nonsense position to say that, you know, like I know a lot of, I think, I think a lot of people view abortion as people who are sort of opposed to abortion view it as uh, solely a form of birth control, right? Like it's Mm -hmm. not, it's not, it is so much more than that. It's so much more than that. And I, and I, you know, just based on sort of my admittedly limited interactions with other people who've chosen to have abortions or have children. Right. um, I, I don't know very many people who have chosen to have an abortion as a form of birth control, right? People who were not using any other kind of birth control. Um, and, and so the idea that just like people who elect to have an abortion are just like terminating pregnancies in human sure. life willy nilly, is just garbage, right? There's yeah. a reason that people say access to abortion is access to healthcare, right? Yeah. It's not, it's never just about terminating a human life, which by the way, could not exist outside of the womb at minimum before 24 weeks, at minimum, at minimum, 
And so, you know, the, the idea, the idea that like people use that as a means of like controlling whether or not they get pregnant is just garbage. And, uh, by the way, if we had comprehensive sexual education, which we should have, we would have less pregnancies, right? This is the feedback loop. But people are afraid to talk about sex. Yeah. This people is the are feedback afraid to loop talk that makes sex. me this is the feedback loop that makes me absolutely insane. And where where to me, it's like, again, it's like, oh, strategically, it's not about any of the actual moral arguments. No, it's not it's about don't touch, yeah, don't don't tr- teach people about sex so that, that they fucking have sex and get pregnant and right. then don't give them access to abortion because then we have more workers. Like, that is the feedback loop that I'm like, you all aren't stupid. You know what you're also, doing. Also, by the way, the Roe ruling sets up contraception being at oh, risk it, as well. Mm-hmm. well it's, it, yeah. That is garbage. That is yeah. absolute garbage. And so, but if you want a bunch of white people, like you, that's next, right? If that's your goal, that's next. Yeah. And we yeah. all, th- it's same-sex marriage. It's that, it's, they want to, I mean, they really want this to be a Christian theocracy. Like, yeah. Well, and it's, and it's straight right up, to privacy. hands made and shit. Yeah, totally. Yeah, I know. Yeah, if, if I'm watching, I'm like, oh, yeah, so many flashbacks of that show that I stopped watching because I couldn't take. I mean, I couldn't I even were, start we it. I at a certain like, point, no, we're just you. like, this is this is this is just trauma porn at this point. But yeah. the the right because because it's it, the Vrobi's weight again is also just about privacy, right? And and you're right to right. individual privacy. I just I had like a, a a protest fever dream of just like I'm gonna like like get a job at like a restaurant and then when one of the Supreme Court justices who voted uh, to overturn it come in I'm just gonna dose them with acid and then when they start tripping and be like oh oh I'm sorry did you think you have privacy over your own body and about what decisions oh no 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 sorry you you decided we don't have that anymore so I figured out you got trip balls now you know did, like that, that. did you, did you hear about the <laughs> This is when I get really pissed. I'm like, how could I really prove my point? Like, if I really wanted to go down, if I was like, nah, I'll just be in prison the rest of my life. These are the types of things I would do. Did you guys hear about the girl who doxed Kavanaugh's uh, credit card? No. What? Yeah, the some restaurant worker uh, posted Kavanaugh's credit card information to the internet. We love that. Got fired as a form of protest. Let's fucking go. I think she's like in legal trouble. Yeah, uh, I bet she is in legal trouble. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh but like, let's I fucking mean, go. Yeah, no, good stuff. Yeah. At what point? I mean, these guys are up there not to make. Not. I feel like they're rolling us back. Right? Are they going to keep rolling us back? Take away voting rights next? Like, where does it stop with these they justices? Did. They fucking already did with the gerrymandering. So they shit. and they they. And this is a nice segue. Yeah. One of the things about January 6th was this crackpot legal theory that state legislatures had the ultimate authority over their over state elections. Uh, the Supreme Court has, for next term, taken up a case on this. And so uh, I was listening to a podcast about this. It's possible that this isn't a total freak out. It, it's unclear about how much of a freak out we should be freaking out about, but the, this, this last term is not, uh, everybody gets your freak out meter. <laughs> yeah. We got a whole one out of 10. Um, we, so it's unclear we, we about like how those, scary we should make a freak out meter. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. we really should. A freak out meter on a scale of that. one to complete and total meltdown. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Uh, so anyways, um, what, the extreme version of what could happen out of this ruling is basically throwing up uh, a coup ball for the Republican legislatures uh, to spike down in 2024. So um, could be really fucking scary. Uh, however, we are doing other things right now to protect our democracy. The, in, in the, the foremost thing being the January 6th hearing when we checked in with you last for this season of america um (laughs) we had we had not heard cassidy hutchinson's surprise testimony however oh my god yikes yeah that was uh great episode uh and so like interesting thing about that like 
I'm using that terminology kind of cheeky, but also they have been consulting with TV producers about how to do January. So like the committee has been, yeah, they hired, they hired TV producers to help them with this. Cause that's how people consume and understand things. Fox News does it. And that's why the Mueller report was such a nothing burger because you had to read like a hundred pages and be like, these are all crimes. And people were like, yeah, but, Read it. Who cares? You could, tell, read it. Yeah. you could easily tell that who didn't read it because they're like, oh, you don't know. No. Nah. Yeah. And so, and like, you know, the bar letter and people are like, oh, I guess it's nothing. It's like, have you fucking read the thing? And they're like, yeah. no. And, and Mueller's like, I, I, you know, I'm, I'm old school and don't understand how this fucking game works anymore. And Trump was like, great. Thank you. Yeah. So, yeah. uh, January 6th committee doing way, way better than that. Honest to God, a little bit of a conspiracy theory that this was not actually a surprise testimony, but they wanted the news out of it. Uh, really, nice. I think it was more, I heard a better theory, a more plausible theory that um, they were worried that she was going to back out because of uh, some of the um, witness tampering stuff that they added oh, at the I'm end sure of her testimony. Oh, I'm sure she's receiving death threats right now. Yes. Oh, yeah. oh, she, right? They like, said that one of the two quotes that they posted was from her. Uh, uh, they confirmed that later. So part of it, they were thinking she might back out. So like, let's get her testimony in now. But something that's fishy about it is she sat like three other times with video. Yeah. So it's kind of like, why now? Um, right. But anyways. Well, didn't she, didn't they say, didn't they say that she had a new lawyer? Like she had started out with a lawyer that was. Uh, oh, I don't reckon- know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, she had a new lawyer. She started out with okay. a lawyer that was recommended to her by two white White House former White House staffers uh, under a Trump administration, and now she has a new lawyer who's also a conservative lawyer. Um, sure. But I, I was under the impression that part of the reason that she had sort of switched her tactic was her new lawyer like found out what she knew and was like, "Don't be a moron." Yeah, 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 yeah right. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and she might have taken a deal. Uh, it's totally Maybe. possible that she yep. took a yeah. deal to do yeah, this yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. because, oh, man, was there some wild shit? Like, I heard a lot of people being like, look, I wasn't for criminal prosecution before this testimony. But after this testimony, I don't think that you I think that you have to prosecute or right. you're saying the president's above the law. Yeah, I mean, that's yeah. the question right now in front of the DOJ and Merrick Garland. Right. This isn't just like some political theater that, you know, people are going through the motions to be able to, you know, pit Democrats against Republicans and have some kind of big hubbub. This is like a legitimate issue. Like when I so Kevin and I watched the um, the Cassidy Hutchinson testimony. It was like two or two days after the fact, probably. And it was so much crazier than like the sound bites that showed up. Um, in the news, even, even like the New York times coverage where they like showed like clips or quotes when you actually like watch the whole thing, there were a couple of times where Kevin and I in the middle and like, we, you know, we've suspected for a long time that like, there were some really unsavory things going on in the Trump administration and that what happened on January the 6th was like, not an okay thing. Right. Like it was, it wasn't, it wasn't some kind of like like accident, accident or happenstance, but to like watch it, you know, there were a couple of times where we like looked at each other like with our jaws dropped, like, Oh my God. Yeah. You know, like this was so crazy. One of the things that blew my mind the most was that Trump wanted to go to Capitol Hill. Like I had always assumed that his cowardly ass was like send my followers up there i'm going back to the white house and i'm going to sit and watch it on television and watch it unfold man could you imagine yo he wanted there was talk about him going into the house chamber he would have i think it would imagine that that would have overturned if if trump would have shown up and all of those people there would have seen like been like oh our our glorious leader is here it would have taken it to a whole other level that would have been the red carpet on the ground not the smoking gun but like the yeah 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 one of the things that over and over and over again has this has really hammered home to me these hearings is how fucking close we came to real something really disaster. really really so they close. were like so 20 close. feet from Pence or whatever yep. like yeah. can you imagine were... if Pence or Pelosi had been killed oh no i can't 
I don't know what would have happened. There were trigger hair decisions. Like, was it Eugene, the fucking guy who Pence was that way and he coaxed them the other way by that dude? Eugene Goodman. Yeah. Gene Goodman, like the trigger, just like in the moment, like just like making or, the decision. Those, like one of those changed, the whole thing would have been different. Pence you know? not getting in the fucking limo. Pence right? not getting in the limo. Uh, anybody at the DOJ, basically, like the whole DOJ episode was wild, and they they had Jeffrey Clark as the acting DOJ that was going to send that letter to fucking Absolutely Georgia wild. before Absolutely. they had the like come to Jesus moment. And what seemed to me to be the thing that took Trump off of that was they said, we're all going to resign. And then all of our deputies are going to resign. And then we don't know what's going to happen after that. And you're going to be, Jeffrey Clark is going to be overseeing a graveyard and it's going to look that that's going to be the story, not the Georgia letter. And that's what changed his mind. It wasn't anything other than the story will be bad. The media coverage will be bad. That's what changed that. And if that letter goes to Georgia, fucking who knows, right? And so all of these little things, and that's so important for going forward. That's why we have to have these hearings because it's entirely possible that the next time different people make different decisions and we are fully fucked. We are... Uh, in a dictatorship, we are in the middle of a civil war. Like these are things that's if if you have, you know, uh, Trump not giving any military orders. Let's say Pelosi's murdered, okay, and you have Trump. Trump gave no orders at all that day. That's something that they've set up. Pence gave the orders, right? And so what happens when Pelosi gets murdered and Pence calls the Pentagon and half the Pentagon's like, yes, sir. And half the Pentagon's like, you're not the fucking president. Yeah. Yeah. What happens? Like that shit. And there's so many of these different things. We as a society, I don't think really have the capability to internalize this. We just don't have a history of this, especially a near-term history of this, to be able to understand how big a fucking deal this is. Like, it is outrageous that this is... This has never happened in American history. We had a gigantic civil war and there was still a peaceful transition of power. This is the first time in American history that we have never had a peaceful or that we did not have a peaceful transition of power. Can we? In 1864, we had an election during the middle of a civil war. Sorry. Go ahead. Can we can we just talk about like the hilarity that is Boris Johnson resigning for basically not being polite enough about covid Amazing. And, and, and like (laughs) our inability to like agree that we want to prosecute someone who literally attempted a coup. (laughs) It's um, it's so ridiculous to watch the scenes. Like Borshan's like, Oh, you kind of, you know, you sort of like, you flouted some of your, (laughs) some of your uh, government's policies about, you know, COVID restrictions. Like you must resign. Yeah. yeah. Just be on the pale. And then, the BBC and then had like, a resignment counter going on, on live <laughs> television of all the people Amazing. who were resigning. And that's a, a thing that's important to note about all these January 6th hearings. A, almost everybody who has testified has been a Republican, which is important yeah. because it's it's Very driving, big. right? Yeah. The Very other big. thing is, hey, y'all, this would have been great to know during the second impeachment. Boy, yeah. oh boy, oh boy, oh boy, maybe you shouldn't have fucking waited for that subpoena because yeah. it would have been real nice to know this shit. And also, your party would be better off. You guys could move yeah. on to the next fucking authoritarian DeSantis or Abbott or whoever the fuck. And that would actually be good for your politics. But no, we're stuck in this hellfire quagmire of Trump land and I hate it mm. and we're in the wrong universe. Well, it's <laughs> the... The hearing is not over. It uh, looks like the founder of the Oath Keepers has agreed to testify. Oh, really? we love that. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, uh, the, the founder? Uh, interesting. What's his name? I cannot wait for Yeah, honestly, after Hutchinson's testimony, I will be watching every single one live. Oh yeah, yeah. Stuart like, Rhodes. Is that, that who it is? Streaming on my computer so. because at first I was kind of like, oh, is this just going to be like a bit of political theater? No, like, it's you good. know, I mean, I like I w- listen. Don't get me wrong. Like, 
I have no love for Trump. I would love, I would love for there to be a reason to keep him from being able to run for office again. But I have not, until this moment in time, with Cassidy Hutchins' testimony, ever had any sliver of hope that he would actually be prosecuted for anything. But now that this has happened, I'm like... I will not yeah, miss it, it <laughs> single yeah. hearing because you yeah. never know. Now that now now that she has delivered all the information that she has, I did. Okay, okay. Did you guys hear at the end of uh uh I guess it was the end of her testimony? Our friend Representative Benny Benny like going going on the uh, at the end with his closing statement. Oh, like if if yes. there. Is anyone else out there who has discovered courage that they had lost who would like to come before this testimony because they have new memories? New memories have surfaced of what transpired on the 6th of January. Our arms are open for you. (laughs) Yeah, no, that's so good. He was awesome. He was amazing. Pat Cipollone, who is the only person that they have called out by name to testify, sat for eight hours today with the committee. So interesting. So what is going to happen out of that testimony? Covering their butts. They're yeah, covering fucking. their butts. I also can imagine that things that maybe didn't make sense because they were out of context yeah. or in passing. Now mm-hmm. there's context that's being now set. People are like, oh shit, that's what that meant. Right. Like I could imagine that. That's yeah. what our buddy Benny said as well, although he that's, did say it yep. a little cheeky. Uh but yeah, it's um, I mean, that's a real thing. So it looks like, and also I'm sure people are starting to freak the fuck out. Oh, did you guys also see that the um head of the secret service retired this week oh wow i did not see that interesting after like 30 plus years also he's going to snapchat side plot uh but yeah he's because they came out the secret service did a couple of the secret service guys and said hey no you know that wasn't actually what happened trump didn't try and strangle one of the secret service agents and uh he's like i want none of that or yeah, maybe or, he's going to be a per, but he's going to be a public he's going to be a some civilian shit going on with the secret service of one of the uh, main guys in his secret service detail I'm pretty sure or no one of the one of the one of the guys the one who started with an O I forget his name but he was a main character in this little part in this scene um he he was a secret service agent and then left to become a staff member for Trump Oh, weird. Uh, fascinating. What, so there's uh, like some... It? Hold up. I'm going to look it up. Or, or Taro? Ontario? No, it's... Uh, so he sold out. Uh, Orinato? Hutchinson, no, or not, uh, Hutchinson talks about him. He sold out. Yeah, talks saying. about him a bunch. Hold uh, on. I'll find it. I'll find it. Keep going. Okay, yeah. Yeah, so yeah. Th- there's some interesting cross-pollination there. Um, yeah, also, yeah, yeah. like... Pence didn't get into the detail because, or yeah. into the limo because he said, you're not behind the wheel. And so, right. like... Ornato. Ornato. There you go. So, um, you know, there's there's some... in. This feels like a subplot that has not been tied up yet, but it ke- yeah. they keep on dropping more. And so yeah. I'm interested just to see... Just little crumbs. Little crumbs yeah. on the way to the witch's They're house. Just <laughs> keeping Follow it, them all. Keeping it top of mind. They're teasing it through the... You know, this is going to probably culminate in the last episode or whatever. So, yeah, um, yeah this is... Uh, wild, in September, October, the midterms approach is going to heat. Shit is going to heat. Uh, yeah, because yeah. what what happened? Like the DOJ, I know they're like, right. well, we're on our own fucking timeline. But like, are you really? Because Kobe sent that letter a week before the election, so yeah, I'm not yeah, really yeah. sure you are. So yeah. uh, it's also I hate that cop out because it's just like. Oh, do you live in a vacuum? Do you live in a vacuum? No, you don't also, live in a vacuum. Also, there's always an election. We're, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There is Fuck always an election. It is yeah. always an election. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. literally, there's a political science term for it. There's never a good time. Yeah, democracy is a verb. It's always happening. Hey, it's and it's not our happening. fault that it, that it leans to the side of justice and progressivism. Not our fault. Uh, yeah. <laughs> As Stephen Colbert said... Um, Reality has a clear liberal bias. So I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Sorry. Stephen Colbert. I love him so much. Yeah. 
Even even better with the gray. I saw, uh, uh, who was it? Fucking um, one of those neocons who's turned into like a Trump hater, a never uh, a never Trumper. Uh, Bill Crystal, fucking Bill oh. Crystal, wrote an article today or yesterday. I saw it on Twitter, advocating for John Stewart for president for 2024 using a Zelensky comparison, nice. and I was like. The f- I fucking hate this universe so fucking much. I cannot describe to you how frustrating it is to live in a universe that is so funny and so terrifying all oh in one God. moment. Like, I don't understand. Anyways, fucking watch the January 6th hearing. Please go vote. Roe is a really big problem. We need politicians who are going to defend the conservative views of a women's rights Jews. So uh, please register to vote. Please, 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 please. And Jordan, will you please send us out? Yeah, it's like you're asking me to do a podcast benediction. Yeah. Yeah. But there's a very special thing you got to do. Godspeed. Wait, oh, I think it's happened. I think I just heard it. Oh, there it is. We love to see it. Yeah. We love to see it. <laughs> and cut. Uh, noise. And cut. cut. I was gonna, which I'll record just before I stop. Uh, I was. You mentioned Colbert, but it was. It, we were. We were. We were on a high note. But I was gonna mention uh, that I'm pretty sure it was Colbert. Maybe it was Stewart, but I'm pretty sure it was Colbert. Had the now late Prime Minister of Japan, former Prime Minister Abe on and um that was like the my most inter- uh, like i think ever that i have known about abe was that interview and it's constantly colbert just being like so you're named after our our one of our great presidents abe lincoln and it's and he's he's awesome about it abe is like i was like i was like we need we need fucking leaders like this yeah so fucking good so anyways watch that if you haven't seen it <laughs>